0: welcome to the b-side boys podcast and iowa rugby podcast i'm mr gray i'm philly v and we are in the wombat den studio brought to you by rotor epoxy the premier top epoxy company in the world as voted on maybe ever the B-side boys. Yeah, we we did our own survey. Like we went out, we pulled ourselves and we looked at stuff on Facebook and we looked at the pictures and I decided and Phil helped and we came up with the conclusion after our research that they are the greatest epoxy company of all time.
1: Easily. I don't even think there's a question about it. Also, way random, but did you see that uh, Rotor's brother was on a podcast pretty recently? Yeah, I, I was really mean to listen to it. It's uh, about like, Doing like or creating like a successful business. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. I kind of wanted
0: to listen to it because I'm like, how can we be successful? I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, right now the reason why the lights are on are because they're sponsoring our show, and the reason why their lights are on are because they provide a damn good product. You don't go. I mean, number one, I I didn't listen to his reason of business. I bet the number one reason or to have a good business is a quality product. I mean, that's what they provide. I need to listen to what he says, but I guarantee (laughs) that's a very important part and why Rotor Epoxy is so successful. Yeah, it's called like Barn Talk is the podcast. Okay. Yeah. We shouldn't promote other podcasts on our podcast. Ah, yeah, my bad. Listen to our (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Here you are in our ad read and you're just telling people to go to another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different topic. (laughs) Yeah. But what we're trying to say is uh, Rotor Epoxy, they get the job done. They have beautiful work. They're great to work with. Give them a call. Check them out. Uh, great guys, and they're going to give you a great product. Yeah, that's it. I love them. Me too. I know. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Roder, what a what a man. And speaking of a man, uh, Phil, this past weekend was Toys for Tots, yep. the charity tournament of the summer, hosted by the Des Moines Rugby Club. Now, the Des Moines Rugby team, they sent their top side down to St. Louis for the Gateway Sevens National qualifier, but they still held the toys for tots tournament you were there with the wombats i was on baby watch 2022 <laughs> still no baby yet maybe when we upload this i might have a baby by this day it's possible yeah yeah on friday the what is today friday the 15th oh yeah we'll probably be pretty close Dude,
1: to... way off well that's not really off topic i guess but if you've seen that south park episode where they make fun of game of thrones yeah and then he's like the dragons are on the way and that's how i feel like with you because you were talking like weeks ago I was like, oh, the baby's going to be here any minute. It's like, almost, almost, (laughs) yeah, you're almost to the due date already. And I just feel like you're like, it's, it's coming. The baby's on the way. It's almost here. And it's just like, it's not happening. Jacoby came like two and a half weeks early. So we're like, oh, this baby's going to come early.
0: Yeah. This baby's going to go all the way to the due date. It feels like.
1: Yeah, probably at least. If not, I hate to say late (sighs) because I, I feel like Lex would be extremely upset. She's ready to go, man. (laughs) Like, I. I could
0: never be pregnant. Like, oh, a little thing growing inside Man, of you. I don't know. I mean, I probably had a tapeworm, but I mean. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> a little different than a baby. Anyways. <laughs> back, back to Toys for Tots. To yeah. Toys for Tots. You were there. Yeah. Uh, Wombats were there. Talk to us about it. How was it?
1: Uh, it, was, it was fun. I didn't play because I tweaked my hamstring because, you know, being 30 and stuff and my body's falling apart already. So that's great um but no tweaked it plain touch i was gonna leave that out you hit a gap and you're like oh boy look at
0: this i'm so fast and then i immediately see you pull your leg and i'm just like shit
1: yeah that sucked yeah but besides that though i mean just uh there was six men's teams you know um Two pools of three. Mm-hmm. So, like, we got to play Lincoln first. Uh Lincoln actually looked pretty good. So, the Des
0: Moines-Lincoln alumni team. Yeah,
1: Des Moines-Lincoln alumni team. Well, they had – didn't they have four guys who are all committed to go play for Iowa Central? Yeah. Uh John Kelly, who plays for JK, Des Moines. Yeah, Randy played with them too. Okay. And so,
0: like, they had – I saw in a picture they had, like, 15 yeah. or so guys. No, and they,
1: they played well. I mean, like, I think the final score between our match was, like, 19-10. And they ended up finishing third. Third overall, yep. Who um, else was in our pool? And then we had uh, Southeast Polk's alumni team as well. Okay. Um, And I don't know what the score was for that game. I mean, we scored a handful of tries on them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, we looked pretty good. A lot of our guys came to, you know, play. And, like, some of the guys that just started playing, like, a year ago, like, really hit their stride nice. yesterday. Who are like,
0: some names? Who are some guys that really stood out?
1: Truck played really well, like, as always. I mean, laying some hits. He had some good runs and, like, like was had a little more, like, ball awareness. Ridgway really told me cool. he
0: he had a play where he literally was running at two defenders mm. and then he took a step towards a third defender and he got all three defenders to commit and he turned around and he popped yeah. it. And everybody was expecting him to, to run into run contact. To, yeah. But he and Ridgway went up to him and then Lucas Powley ended up scoring on like he offloaded to Lucas, yeah. Lucas ran and scored and Ridgway told me he like went up to Truck he's like, "Dude, that looks like an amazing move." Like that was a Pro move right there. Did you mean to do that? And Truck was like, yeah, no, I, I meant to draw the defenders yeah. in and, and pop it out. And it was just like, oh my God. Like it was brand new a year ago. Yeah. And he's started to figure it out. Who are some other names? Uh
1: Alex Schmitz played really well too. Nice. Like, he had some really good tackles. He had a sweet breakaway run for a try, which was really awesome to watch him sprint down the field. Nice. Like it's cool to see guys that like just started a year ago mm-hmm. and like how well they're playing. Yeah. You know, and like some guys that like to like Jayhawk play pretty well. I was just going to ask Jayhawk.
0: Yeah. He's a, he's a great sevens player. Yeah. I wish he really wanted to fift- play 15s. I want I him to play 15s for us. Cause he's so good. And then, um, Sam Coville.
1: Yeah, Sam. Yeah. He played pretty well too. He um, played
0: for Valley and then he's going to be going to college.
1: I think Florida, Florida. Yeah, I yep. to Florida. It'd be cool to have him around, but like, I totally understand going to Florida yeah. cause I want to move there too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we gotta we gotta play here first film. yeah i know
1: um and then like obviously the guys that you expect to play well like lucas and juju d all balled out Vic mm-hmm. played well i mean like honestly everybody played pretty good the only thing that which kind of sucked like the problem that we were running into which isn't a bad problem to have but like we had a lot of guys and we like, had trying over 20 get, guys yeah and like yeah. trying to get everybody to get some playing time is hard in sevens when yeah. you know you got seven minute halves and it's like and there was only three matches. Yeah, and the only three matches, that was the other part that kind of stunk. Yeah. So, it's like, ah, shoot. Like, I told guys to I'm like, I'm going to try to get you guys in as much as I can. It's just, sometimes it's just not going to happen. Like, rotating 20 people in during sevens is, like, well, almost impossible. That's what you get for getting hurt. You're yeah. in charge. I know. You're in charge of subs. And, and
0: that's the thing, too. You know, it's easy to get guys to show up at the local tournaments. Oh, yeah. We had a survey, a Google form only 13 guys said they were playing for us and 22 show up. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a good problem to have, but then, you know, you have a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, yeah. And we want to be, we we tell people, you know, you come to the Wombats, you're going to play, you're going to have fun. But also in that moment, you want to win as mm. well. The You know, it, it's tough. It is. And if we would have known we were going to have 22 guys, we would have entered two teams. Yeah, exactly. Easy problem or easy solution. Um, but we just didn't know. So if you're listening, whether you're on our team or not, The number one thing you can do to help your admin, tell them when you can show up and when you can't show up so you can plan accordingly. Um, So hopefully – but everyone had fun, though. No, yeah. Everyone understood the situation. Yeah,
1: everybody had fun. I think all the teams that were involved had a good time. Like, everything – went pretty smoothly like des moines did a good job running the tournament right. so I mean, who was
0: our third match against so we won our, our third th- match
1: was against des moines and that was
0: in the championship yeah
1: so like yeah because it was just winners of each pool mm-hmm. played each other second place team in each pool played each other third place team yeah. in each pool played each other river city brought a team too which was really cool to see so they had some of those inner city sevens guys yeah um they did a really fun little intermission did like a little auction so like uh cope was doing a little auction for you know the iowa high school and tell rugby. people who cope is uh, brent know. wheeler he's a head coach for southeast polk rugby he's a uni rugby alumni he's uh um, iowa rugby yeah, union and, and, hall of fame yeah and his words though he's a has-been that's his words not mine <laughs> Wow, so, yeah. i want to get him on the show I'm look at <laughs> yeah. you just calling him a has-been well okay. yeah you had to have been there for that but uh no he did a really good job with that little auction deal like he had to have made a pretty good amount of money for Iowa high school rugby association deal. Um, it's auctioning off a bunch of MLR gear, some USA rugby gear. Where did he get uh, all this stuff from? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Paul Emmerich, who's also a UNI alum, USA Eagle, which it was so funny. Every time he'd auction something off, he basically brought up like every other word is like, ah, from Paul Emmerich. And I just had to shout that out. There. I'm like, we get it. You're friends with Paul, <laughs> but no, it was, it was cool. He, uh, he actually had a rugby ball that was signed by a, like a ton of USA Eagles um, from one of the teams that Paul played on. Nice. And Isaac Gibbons got it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, for a lot of money. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But it, it's cool, though. But like, it's for a good cause. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. like Same thing with the jerseys and stuff, too. Like, you had a bunch of signed jerseys. I got myself a little MLR Houston Sabercats warm up uh, tee. Ooh. Yeah. Did you get me anything? I forgot to do that. My bad, bro. That's, I mean, it's. Whatever. No, it's fine. Next time. Hey, on the next next raffle or not <laughs> raffle auction. Oh, okay. I got you. You got That's me? Okay. Good. And so uh Wombat's get first place. Yep.
0: That makes me really happy. We busted up the new kits. Yeah, How they look? look.
1: Beautiful. And I was like I was waiting for it to happen because like detars got pulled on real aggressively and I'm like, oh fuck. Like, didn't rip. It didn't rip. It didn't stretch, nothing. Um, Donnie did get some blood, though, on one of the uniforms. so We'll see if we can get that out. Oh, you better. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not washing them. <laughs> Wait, who's washing them? Ooh, probably DeAndre. DeAndre doesn't probably up. well, I don't know if he's got a washer and dryer in his apartment yet. We'll I, better, I better go get them. <laughs> yeah, can you?
0: Because that blood is just soaking into the white. Oh, it's been soaked in. Oh, boy. <laughs> now we can get that out. And awesome. So, hey, Kelsey, sounds like the jerseys did very well in the very first outing. No rips. And we got a lot of good comments on them. So that was cool. Good, good. You yeah. know, they kind of, I, I didn't model them off of the Argentina jerseys, but they do kind of have a little bit of that vibe. But yeah. I, I like the horizontal stripes. Yeah. I feel like the white. I like our old jerseys, but, like, the way it faded into the black, it kind of gave it more of, like, as Adam Falk would say, the seafoam green. Mm -hmm. So this, it clearly has teal and yellow separated, so it doesn't fade into one. I I feel like that's going to give it a good vibe, and it's way different than anybody else's right now.
1: Yeah, you know, like, with those jerseys, we were talking about this, actually, um, like, in between matches, how we might need to look into getting white shorts with them. Yeah, White shorts will look cool, and then we got to figure out what we want to do for socks. No socks, barefoot. Barefoot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I probably white would be the way to go, but will they hold up in the October muddy? We can get to that later. Yeah, that's fine. So Wombats finish first. Des Moines finishes second. Lincoln High School Alumni is third. Third. Fourth was Quad Quad City City, Irish. And then fifth was Southeast Polk, alumni. And and then River City. River City. And then the women's, they had three teams. The University
1: of Iowa got first place. Yep. Um, Then I think... I want to say Des Moines women's got second. And then QC Irish got third. Okay. They had a women's team in too. So,
0: sounds like a pretty good day. Did sound like it was much smaller than previous years. And I don't know if that's because... You know, Des Moines was taking their top side down to the national qualifier. Um, The resources were split. And obviously leadership is probably down focused on that team competing for a spot at nationals. Uh, Don't know. You know, we talked to those guys about the tournament. They always speak highly of it. Uh, Normally they have an alumni division that is purely alumni. Yeah, They were mixed in in the regular pool. And then it's not an Iowa 7 series stop. So Iowa teams aren't as you know, their arm being twisted to show up at this tournament. Normally it's just, hey, it's social, it's fun, it's laid back, it's for a good cause. So hopefully we see this tournament get bigger again.
1: Yeah, Um, I think it'll return to its old glory at some point. I mean, I'm not saying that it was, like, bad by any means. just, yeah, obviously just the numbers. It just felt smaller. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. and that's the vibe I got from people was, it was a great time if you were there. Just, it would have been a lot cooler if there was more people there. Yeah. Um, like in years past, because there have been just multiple brackets, and and again, I just think it's they split their resources, and you only have so much bandwidth to, you mm. know, do. You have a team on the road while hosting a tournament; that's tough. It is, um, but they did it; they pulled it off, and the wombats won. Yeah, and we got that first place trophy. I wonder if the cardboard's still hanging up in uh, Valley's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. And so, speaking of that, uh, that national qualifier. So Des Moines went down to the gateway sevens in St. Louis right off the bat. Their first match was against the reigning national champs, reigning national champs, the Chicago Lions. like we were talking about with Husky and Tisdale from Des Moines, the Midwest gets looked over a lot for sevens programs, but some of the best teams in the country are in the Midwest. So they faced the Chicago lions. First thing, uh, they did get beat pretty soundly because, again, that's the top. There's dudes that are there are professionals. They are uh, international level players that are playing for that squad. They're looking to repeat as national champions again. So the way it ended up being, uh, Chicago Lions defeat the St. Louis Bombers for first place, twenty six to seven. St. Louis gets second. The third place, the third fourth place match, Detroit. Tradesmen, 17. The Dark Horse 7s, 12. The 5th, 6th place match, Kansas City Blues, 22. Des Moines, 14. Hmm. So Des Moines ended up 6th. The 7th, 8th place match, Metropolis, 26. Cincinnati, 5th. Or five, So Hmm. Cincinnati got 8th place. It's interesting too. Des Moines tied Cincinnati in pool play. And then the very next match, they had to play each other. In like a playoff round yeah they beat them 12 to 10 Wow yeah That's... so they would have been in the seventh eighth place match if they would have lost to Cincinnati that second time but yeah. they tied them and then they come back and beat them by two so Des Moines ends up in sixth place again St Louis bombers they made it to Nationals last year uh Chicago was the national champions uh Detroit is another high level team Kansas City has multiple sides. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kansas City entered two or three teams into that tournament.
1: How many more national qualifiers are left before like nationals starts? Because like from what I've been hearing, like for these like at-large bids, it's gonna be going by points. points as long as yeah. Chicago Lions has won every single qualifier. Yeah. So like they gotta, you know, go by points for yeah. the at-large bids here.
0: So I'm not sure. I think there's at least one left, and it's a crossover. Okay. I think they're gonna take the West and the East, like Ohio and Indiana and Michigan teams are going to play against our Midwest teams of Wisconsin, Missouri, uh, Iowa, Illinois. Mm. And they are going to have kind of big crossover to kind of see like, should we be even and take two and two or should we take more? So it'll it'll be interesting. So um, again, a lot of things too, at the surface level, like we speculate Things could yeah. change. I, you know, I, it's not very clearly defined, but it looked like a good event. And again, Des Moines is, like they said, they burn the boats. They yeah. want to be the team that's competing for nationals. Uh, it used to be there was an Iowa select side team, but it was hard to get continuity and tenacity.
1: Yeah, <laughs> tenacity wasn't quite there. Your, your favorite
0: word. <laughs> um, so Des Moines was like, we could have continuity and just do it ourselves. I'd like to see more Iowa teams go to national qualifiers. Mm. I think it'd be cool if the Wombats could get there someday. We're just not there yet. Um, it'd be cool to see the Iowa select side come back and compete. So Des Moines, not just by themselves. And then yeah. it'd be cool to see, you know, you know, there's the Mad Jack 7s, more tournaments in Iowa as well. And with that being said, speaking of tournaments, the Iowa Summer 7 Series will continue next, or this weekend, Capital City Sevens is at Des Moines. Yep. So tomorrow, yeah. And then the following week is the Bix Bix Quad yeah. City Sevens, and we actually have Jake Wers, the recruiting director of Quad Cities. He's going to join us and kind of talk to us about the resurgence of the Quad Cities. Yeah. Great yep. guy. It's going to be a
1: fun conversation. Hopefully, everybody enjoys it. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's play that music, Phil. Okay, I think I got it this time. It's this one right here. Beep, boop. Did you actually touch my computer? No.
0: Don't touch my computer. I'll break that finger. (laughs) That's a work computer. Oh, of course, of course. All right, and now we are to the interview portion of the show. Today we have with us is Jake Wurst from the Quad City Irish. He is the recruiting director for the club. Jake, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing
2: great, guys. Thanks so much for having
0: me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We're excited to talk to you about the resurgence of the Quad City Irish. It's a historic club. You guys have been around for 60 years, and then a few years back kind of faded away. And then in the last couple of years, you guys have... Came back strong. So, first and foremost, uh, how did you get involved with rugby?
2: Uh, I was really, really lucky. Uh, going into my senior year, spring, I had committed to play football, and I saw a flyer at my high school for rugby, and it was the first year of uh, the St. Cloud Bottom Teeters High School team. And uh, just decided, heck, why not? Give it a try um spots group of guys I ended up getting second in state uh with me and fly half so got really blessed there um had some offers but managed to play football and rugby in college
0: and uh, now i wound up in the quad city so here i am nice where did you go to college at uh, minnesota Morris. we were the uh morris cougars for the varsity sports and the morris Dobbers for rugby <laughs>
1: Dobbers. Dude, that's, that's an excellent mascot name. What's a mud dubber? I don't even know. <laughs> While well, masking him. A, it's a ground-dwelling
0: lost. Oh, that <laughs> <He> sounds <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. And then, so, when you got to uh, Davenport, where, where was rugby at when you showed up in the Quad Cities?
2: So, right when I showed up, uh, I Googled Quad City Rugby, and there wasn't really anything... Um, so I Googled Davenport Rugby, and uh, I found Davenport University, and I was like, heck, maybe I'll play for a college team, whatever. And uh, I applied, you know, put in my details, and they're like, yeah, come to Michigan. And I uh, didn't realize it was Davenport, Michigan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, was driving around, and I saw some guys playing what looked like rugby, and uh, found out it was Palmer, the Palmer Chiropractic College plan. So joined up with them in the spring. And then found out come fall season that the Irish had started back up. So, um, jumped right on
0: board with those guys early on and just uh, trying to do whatever I can to help them grow. Nice. And so how did they start back up? They took a few years off, and then out of nowhere they kind of they popped back up, and, and it's been a really good momentum since that happened. But do you know how did the club come back to be after being gone for a while?
2: Yeah, yeah. So we're really lucky. Uh, you know, after folding, just because, you know, people have kids and, mm-hmm. um, you know, get married and things like that, uh, after folding for about six, seven years, uh, the old boys came back, actually. And I'll just sat down at Azteca, a nice Mexican restaurant, hung out and said, hey, let's bring this sucker back. And uh, there's some hard work on their part. They somehow managed to find 15 guys that uh, were able to have that 2019 fall season.
1: Wow. Nice. Wait, did you guys have a – oh, you guys did have a, I forgot you guys did D4 in 2019. I was like – I thought you guys for some reason, like, came back during COVID. Like, you started a team during COVID. But I forgot you guys played in D4 2019. You guys – did you guys win D4? Is that what happened?
2: Um, I, I don't think we won D4. I think
1: uh, – I know we lost in Northeast Iowa for oh, sure. Dude, they were, but it was really the least ideal time to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because – Oh, go ahead, Gray. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what did
0: that look like going into COVID? Like, you, you have that year back, and then COVID hits. What what happened next?
1: Oh, man. I gotta tell you, we were all
2: so excited coming into spring ball. Um, you know, even just a couple of friendly matches here and there, getting into some sevens. You know, everybody was fired up for it. You know, we had guys at the pitch the second there was snow off the ground, you know? <laughs> and uh, so we had like one or two, you know, touch practices kind of thing, and then the pandemic hit. So, Person, I'm not. I can't really stand being locked in my apartment, which I was ninety percent of the time, obviously. But uh, we just started playing rugby golf. Did uh, you guys ever played that? <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah, yeah. Your own ball. yeah. Yeah, So we brought beers and we played rugby golf. We social distance the whole time. You know, we might have cheers now and then, but uh, <laughs> yeah. went out there every Monday, uh, sometimes Wednesdays as well. Saturdays you find us out there occasionally,
1: and. Uh, did that that turned into some workouts and then next thing you know we're just pushing as hard as we can to get back to rugby yeah I say because you guys were one of the only teams that like was really big into the covid compliance stuff and like really pushing forward to like, get back out on the field because you guys got a chance to play somebody during the uh like whole covid area like the only team that got to play another team right yeah, yeah, that, I tell you, those COVID compliances, those were a real deal.
2: Um, we had to fill up questionnaires before every practice, get a head count before every practice, get temperature taken, and you had to be at every practice two weeks prior, I think it was three weeks uh, prior to the match, or you couldn't play at all. If you missed one practice, you could not play in that game. So uh, us at Bremer, we managed to comply. Uh, we managed to make it work with the help of some Palmer
1: guys. And, uh, yeah, we went up to Brever and played, uh, played a really fun match. Listen, that was a pretty close one, wasn't it? That was, like, decided by only, like, a try or something like that. I feel like I remember. Is that yeah, something I want to say it was a really close game. The Palmer guys definitely helped out for some of our new guys. <laughs> yeah, that's something about right. <laughs> <laughs> and then so
0: last year you guys are in the Division III. Uh How did last season go for you? You know, we had
2: our ups and downs. Yeah. Um, I think one of the hardest parts about last season was um, just getting people to travel after COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one thing to get them comfortable with the community that they're in, but it's another one to try and say, hey, let's drive to Waverly, let's, you know, drive to Des Moines to play a game. So uh, it was kind of tough with that, you know, I remember coming and playing you guys, and you guys were were awesome, I think we brought like nine guys or something,
0: and you're like, yeah, let's just hodgepodge and play rugby, Yep. you know, so... It, it had its ups and downs. We had some great games, some high moments, and
1: uh, I think we had one game where I, I, I think we officially scored 98 points, but I think we actually had 105. Oh my God. Wow. Was that during 15s or was that during 10s? Because didn't you guys do 10s or whatever too? Yeah, we played a couple
2: of 10s matches, but that was 15s actually. Wow. Um, and I, I can't take too much credit,
1: and I'll say this under my breath uh, <laughs> Clinton was playing with 12 for about 60 minutes. So yeah. we had an advantage. You could have left that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were great guys. They didn't want to forfeit. And so uh, we're like,
0: yeah, man, if you guys want to play with 12 we'll count it, sure. And uh, they were they were awesome guys and they, they fought hard and played well. So that's awesome. And that's the spirit of D three rugby right there, is like just show up and play and and also too, just the travel is always going to be the hardest part of getting these guys who have full-time jobs, part-time jobs, family going to school, kids, whatever, and then getting them to drive across the state. Um, I will say, when you guys came down, I was so nervous because I got certified to be a referee, but I never wanted to referee, and I just had it in my back pocket, whatever. We ran out of referees that weekend, and Adam Falk told me, he's like, hey, um, you have to referee the Wombats Quad City match. Um good luck and uh, he didn't say it like that but it was like hey might
1: as well said that (laughs) if if
0: it's gonna happen you're gonna have to ref it and then when we decided like hey we're gonna mix players and we're just gonna have rugby I was so relieved because I was like I have to referee a league match this is insane and then it was like nope we're just gonna have fun today I'm like thank god because I should not be refereeing a league match and yeah it was a lot of fun when you guys came down and you guys are going to actually we come to you this fall so um that's gonna be a good time. I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll show you a good time. We got uh, okay. some great social spots afterwards. It's about four blocks from the pitch, so oh, nice. I love it. Nice. Yeah. No, That'll be good. And you guys also have this summer coming up uh, the Bix Sevens Tournament. What's that going to look like? That's the last stop on the Iowa Sevens Series. Uh, we have coming up this upcoming weekend is Capital City Sevens, hosted by Des Moines. And then you guys on July 23rd have the the Bix 7s. Yeah. So you guys excited about that? How's that coming along? I, tell you, I can't be more excited, really. Uh, I, one of the first things I
2: got when I joined the Irish was an old, ratty, old tank top T-shirt that had like 2007 Bix 7s. And uh, if you guys are familiar with the Bix at all, it's, uh, it's a globally recognized race it's elevation change and it's only seven miles long so we get thousands and thousands of probably tens of thousands i wouldn't go hundreds but <laughs> tens of thousands of people from around the world that come in um, elite kenyans come to run in this type of race so um, the bix is a huge thing and historically we've always hosted a sevens rugby tournament which i mean the big sevens race and the big sevens rugby tournament it's a match made in heaven so uh since 2013 we haven't had one so It's really exciting to be able to bring it back. We'll have uh, some food trucks out there. we got a really nice pitch where uh, the owner's amazing. It's kind of like, yep, do what you guys do. Hang out after the match, whatever you guys want. Uh, He's taking really good care of us, and it should just be a really awesome, fun tournament.
0: Wow, that's amazing. The fact that you have all these people coming to town already. What a great way to get exposure for your club. And then also, internationally recognized race. Rugby is an internationally recognized sport, so maybe you get some people that normally wouldn't be exposed to your club, uh, building exposure that way. And yeah, you got the people in town might as well piggyback off of that and get some excitement around it. And then also rebuilding that, you know, historic tournament, like you said, hasn't been there since 2013. So that'll be, that'll be an awesome way to end the Iowa seven series and get everybody on the East side of the state to check it out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the quad cities, uh, for those who don't know, as you guys of course do, McQuaht uh, City is, a, is an awesome place. It's it's much like Des Moines or Iowa City. You know, unless you visit, you're just like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coming back from Minnesota. And everybody's like, Iowa. What's in Iowa? I'm like, you gotta be here to know. You just you can't you can't experience it without actually visiting. So I'm really excited to get you guys down there for that.
0: Oh yeah, and we were just we were just down there for a wedding. Yeah. A buddy of ours, Chris Aguero, got married. At the uh, was it the Blackhawk Hotel? Yeah, the
1: Blackhawk Hotel. And somebody was telling us about this Bix race when we were there. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, you got to come back for it, and blah blah blah. And we're like, we have a rugby tournament that weekend, so we will be back for that.
0: <laughs> and I saw you guys have a Hooters there, one of the only Hooters in Iowa.
2: Yes, yes, we, we do have a Hooters. Um, I can't speak incredibly highly
0: about it, but if you like
2: their wings, go for it. Okay. Um, they're, they're Hooters in town. Um, and also, I just—I should mention that uh, I believe it's the weekend prior to the bigs.
0: So there are some small at fix events going on that weekend. Okay. Uh, but it's primarily the warm-up events to the big race, so you
1: won't have to worry about trying to find a hotel or anything. So that's that's a bonus. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you guys aren't having Hooters cater your social tournament. That's crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we should, darn
0: it. Go to that. Uh, and. And so you are in charge of recruiting and, you know, you guys have really built this club up. When, that, when you guys came down and we've seen you at other tournaments as well, you have a lot of young and athletic looking guys on the squad. How do you rebuild a club? What have you done to get guys excited about Quad City, to get guys to show up to practice, to get guys to travel to matches? What is your role and what does that look like?
2: My role, honestly, um, is just pushing everybody else to do more. Um, you know, as you guys know, and as you guys have discussed with other guests, you know, it's, it's uh, a group effort, and then talking to everybody and telling, having a conversation every chance you get with them. So my, I come up with multiple schemes, I guess you could call them, to uh, – To promote our guys to bring them in, Uh, one that I know you guys had mentioned was uh, your first round of beer after uh, practice social.
1: Yep. Uh,
2: You know, if you bring a guy in, that kind of thing, we've done stuff with t-shirts. Probably the most productive one, uh, which was an idea from our president, was we actually ran an ad during the BICS last year. Oh. And we went, out, we went out and spent uh, a good chunk of money that we raised from our old boys who support us amazingly. Um, they went out and got an actual camera crew to come film it, and we got it running prime time right there in the fix. Um, so we got that going, and that probably brought in a handful of guys. Um, you know, the smallest things tend to work sometimes, so we've gotten probably four or five
1: guys from a little Reddit post. You know, really? To come to rugby practice. Yeah, it's crazy. Off Reddit? So, I I like my Reddit. I don't know if you've heard about like a few of our podcasts, but I I love going on Reddit. So that's hilarious that you guys used Reddit to get a couple guys. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think we've still to this day found out who made that post. Nobody oh. knows. Like, they're just like, We saw you on Reddit. I'm like, we're on Reddit? <laughs> so, yeah, oh my god. It's it. Dude, it's always really cool to hear from people that like what they try to do to like recruit or like how they're like, you know. I heard actually from a couple of your guys, because I was talking to them at uh, Toys for Tots about asking you about fundraising, because I heard you're a really good fundraiser, and you might have some ideas for us, because you did like some sort of raffle deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that
2: went, that went uh, really well and really poorly at the same time. Uh, every, everybody knows about 50-50 raffles. Uh, it's a quick, easy way to you know, get your name out there, talk to a bunch of people, and raise some money for the club. Um, so I'm talking to every single person that walks through this gate and I managed to get a, a, a little over like 800 bucks or so. Yeah.
1: Um, so I was pretty proud of that, you know, 400 bucks for the club. Yeah, no, let's. Um, <laughs> so we go out and we give, give
2: the announcer three tickets, um, say so grab one of them. And then if they're the only answer, grab another one and, um, uh, throw them out of a bucket or something, you know, and. Uh, We pass it over, and meanwhile, our president's there, and he's uh, going through some physical therapy and isn't able to walk the best at the moment. And so he's like, no, you guys go ahead. I'm going to sit back here. So he's sitting, you know, 100 yards away from where everything's getting done. And we're all standing up front, waving to the crowd at a monster truck rally. (laughs) Uh, They call off the ticket, and who the heck wins? The old cripple guy who can barely walk and stand up <laughs> front. And he comes
1: walking out in the Quad City Irish jersey, waving his hand around. And I I don't think it was the best PR for the club, but he managed to raise the money. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, you win some, you lose some.
0: <laughs> well it sounds like it was a win win. I mean yeah, mostly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except for the PR yeah. piece, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Love a good 50-50 rabble. That's that's funny. It, it's a good time. And we're, we're doing anything we can, really, to raise money. And as
2: you guys know, at the club rugby level, um, there's never enough funding. Yeah, oh, yeah. never is. And uh, so we're, we're talking to sponsors, of course. And uh, one of the cool things that I thought works really good is that you have small small projects you want and get a specific sponsor for that. So we, cool. have, uh, we want to get a tent. Just a, a nice tape with our
1: name on the front. Uh, I think you guys have one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we just wanted something simple like that, and we had a dollar amount we needed.
2: And I went to two bars. I'm like, "This is what we want," and they're like, "All right, cool." Those two bars gave us fifteen hundred bucks to get it done. So you know, having a target and a tangible item that they can be like, "Oh, that's what we're getting," um, it can really help you out.
1: No, yeah, I mean, let's. We kind of try to take that approach, but like maybe, like. Maybe we got to do a better job of taking that approach, you know, like breaking it down into smaller, tangible items. Yeah.
0: Nobody wants to buy our goal pad posts for us right now
1: because that's too big
0: of a item. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It works great for some things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just that way you don't have to use team funds, you know, social
2: funds that I want more free beer next time. (laughs) You know, there's social funds that you can use towards that stuff. You don't have to buy a team of 10. Um, well, things like that. And then it's always down to, you know, sponsorship and just asking for help. You know, that's one of the things I think, um, just people in general, people don't like asking for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to go and actually ask somebody for something. But if you go ask 10 people for $50, bucks, you are going to end up with $50 or 100 bucks. Yeah. So just getting out there and uh, getting out in the community, asking
0: businesses, you know, hey, do you want to support rugby? If they say no, they say no. But it doesn't hurt to ask. And it's always one of those things, too. You never know who has a, a background or a relationship with rugby. You might ask someone like at a bar or some sort of business, like a random insurance or construction business, and like, hey, do you want to support rugby? And they're like, oh, I used to play in the 70s. And you're like, we just found an old boy who's been hiding like in plain sight this whole time and, yeah. and they want to get involved, but no one's asked them to get involved. And if you don't ask, you'll never find them. Absolutely, and one of the, one of the ways that I can't, I can't praise him enough is our president,
2: Greg Moroni. He played uh, back in the 80s when he won the national championship in sevens. Um, he has such a good network with the old boys, and if they their email list. And he will blast them if we need them and they respond. So it's, it's great to keep all those
1: old boys in the network, and you want them involved as much as possible. Yeah. So he's great for that. Yeah, I mean like I'm assuming you listen to um Adam Hughes' podcast with Gray I was talking to him and like that was one thing that was interesting that stood out to me it was like having a good uh good connection with your old boys and like keeping them involved in some way, shape, or form. And like your club is gonna be more successful if you keep them involved. So like I thought that was really interesting. And uh we just don't have that quite yet because we don't we're we're pretty new. So like we don't have any old boys yet, but we will eventually. And it sounds
0: like that's what's helped you guys with this resurgence and this kind of just jumping back into the scene is old boys are propping you guys up, and it's it's set you up for huge success. A hundred percent. There's no way we'd be able to do
2: this without the old boys. Um, You know, the Irish have been around since 75, and uh, then there was the Quad City Lions and just the Quad City Rugby Club. And they joined up then in 75 from probably 60, 61. Wow. So they've been around for forever, you know. And there's old boys that were Eagles. Um, there's an old boy who actually played in in the U.K. And was the first ever American to be paid to play in the U.K. Wow. So there's a huge history um, here in the Quad Cities. And, and we're leading on it the best we can. i got to give you guys massive props for what you guys are doing over there in West Des Moines.
1: Oh, too love it. We always, we always gotta have somebody stroke our ego a little bit. So you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> we do appreciate yeah. though. It is good to hear it, though from other people instead of just you know people that are like you know on our team or in our circle. So it's always it does mean a lot to hear that coming from like opposing teams. You know. Well, right,
2: one thing I love about you guys is uh, you see your guys all over the place. I think I bumped
1: into three or four of you. It, in Nash Bash in Nashville. Yep, you know, that was me. You guys were just <laughs> pouring on with other teams and you're just traveling, so you got really, really
0: passionate guys on your team, and that's what it's gonna take. And you guys are doing well. Yeah, we appreciate that, and we just, we just love the sport and love what it's given us, and we want to give back, and and that's why too we're so excited to talk to you. And when we see new clubs pop up or clubs coming back from from being gone, like Quad City or Dubuque is coming back this year. And, you know, we see high school programs popping up. We just get really excited because, one, we think this is the best sport in the world, obviously. And, two, like, it's, it's cool to, you know, hear from how people are making it happen in their communities. And we just want to see that growth continue to grow. Um, high school and youth programs. I, I saw Craig Air was on a local uh, news program over in the Quad City area in Davenport and I saw they were talking about some youth programs. Are we going to see a high school team pop up in the Iowa Youth Rugby Association? Or is there something different in the works? So we're talking, you know, the old boys are supporting you guys, but the history is very rich. What's for the future of the youth in the Quad City area?
2: Yeah, again, this is one of those situations where we're, we're very blessed, very lucky. Um, so Craig is Craig is amazing with the youth. Um, he's been running camps, I think, for the last uh, year and a half, at least since post-COVID. Um, every, it seems every three, four months he's got another camp going on, and the guys will volunteer to go help out. And uh, he's constantly working with middle schools. and um, I don't think we're at the high school level yet, but we're working with middle schools to get in there, get some regular-style programming in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but high schools
2: are definitely in the works.
0: That's awesome. And do you think you guys will – Because there was a team that traveled up to Lakefront that played from the Quad City area. Will there be, you know, will that competition be in the Wisconsin Illinois leagues or do you think they'll play in the Iowa leagues? It's just tough because there's not much out there yet, but hopefully, you know, with Decorah, Dubuque, Davenport, maybe even we... CR and like Iowa City are kind of in that area close enough. Is that the goal to, to be in the Iowa league or just really doesn't matter where they're playing, just build the youth. So then that way they can feed into the the senior programs or what, what's the thought behind that?
2: Yeah, I think, I think you're, you're dead on with all of those things. I mean, uh, what, what would be cooler than having a border wars, you know, where you have mm-hmm. two teams in Iowa and two teams in Ryan, you know, in Illinois and have those teams have a tournament where they do get out, you know, mm-hmm. um, so definitely we want to be there. Um, I I listened to one of your podcasts uh, with Mark Long, and how cool would it be just to have, you know, almost a YMCA-style camp league with, you know, middle school, high school kids with sevens rugby in the summertime. Yeah. Um, Something like that to get the ball rolling and and then really go into, you know, what league are we going to be joining in Illinois Iowa?
0: Figuring it out from there, I I think that'd be a great route. It's almost like what we're seeing in college football with realignment. You guys could build a product, and then you could just be like, all right, who wants us, the highest bidder? Who's who's going to treat us the best? Uh, we want all home matches, and, uh, you know. <laughs> you build a product, and people have to bid on it. Zero travel, that's what we want.
2: It's going to be amazing. Um, it, it's really going to come down to the, to the high school leagues. You know, Iowa versus Illinois. Um, I know Iowa is uh, a, a fairly robust um, system with their sevens. Uh, whereas Illinois, it's primarily around Chicago where all the games are going to be at, but you uh, know, fortunately,
0: it's only a two and a half
2: two-hour drive for us, so uh,
0: it'll be exciting to see what happens. Yeah, definitely. We we're waiting to see. You know, like we keep talking about growth, and we keep talking about how the lack of coaches is what's holding them back. Do you guys feel like you have a lot of coaches ready to take over for the youth programs?
2: Um, I, I don't know about a lot of them right now. We've been uh, trying to schedule courses every chance we get to see how mm-hmm. that works. So um, I'm currently currently helping out is uh, the best phrase I could use with Augustana College, um, strictly because I haven't gotten to the uh, level 100, level 200 coaching courses yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we, we have definitely some guys who are going to step up and at least volunteer sometime. Um, I'm not positive yet if we'll have enough to fuel – uh, for, for instance, a league, but I'm sure we could do
1: not some old boys in the area who would love to just, you know, stand around the pitch and help coach some kids. Yeah, I mean, like, just just the way it sounds, too. I mean, like, obviously, you guys have a rich history of great players and stuff. Getting some of those guys that have, like, really high-level experience and get them out there to coach would be probably huge for Quad City, if you can talk them into it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I believe it was in 2020.
2: When we had a uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony for a guy, Dan Keelan, who was Eagle, uh, and he played for the Irish, and uh, I, I want to say he was on the 85 championship team, but, um, you know, a bunch of guys like that who are around, and they actually came and watched us at uh, All Iowa, so they drove all the way up, and uh, just hung out with us for a while, so there's a bunch of guys around who I know would love to be more involved, uh, we just got to find a good spot for him, get him
1: get set up for success yeah i mean like it's just like you said like earlier you know like just go and like talk like yeah just go and ask them because like they'll probably say yes there's just some old boys that like you guys were saying but are just waiting there's just, just waiting, waiting for, you to say for someone yeah. to be like hey we need you
0: yes I'm, i've yeah. been
1: called upon like they yeah
0: yeah they want to do it they just need that little that little push and as we're kind of wrapping up here jake you know we're moving into the fall season you've got the sevens tournament coming up that's the bix <laughs> On July 23rd, teams should get a hold of you guys, sign up. It's going to be an awesome time. We have the conference league fall schedule that was released on Tuesday. And how are you guys feeling about the upcoming season? You you play at home against Northeast Iowa and Dubuque. You're on the road against Clinton and Cedar Rapids. Then you have that bye week and then October, you're home against the Wombats. You go to Iowa City. What are the boys feeling? What are you feeling? Uh, what's the vibe going into the fall season?
2: I think everybody's really excited. Um, you know, this seven seasons, we've been uh, working our tail off in practice, really just to try and, you know, get some basic fundamentals better. And uh, I think we're doing well. Um, you know, at the at Toys for Tots here uh, last weekend, we are two-in-one and, and, and played some good matches. And uh, Lakefront, we did well as well. So we got some good returning guys. We're going to lose a couple, but uh, we're nothing but excited. Um, I know there's some some newer teams. You guys are going to be tough, obviously. And uh, the Dubuque squad looking pretty stout. So yeah.
0: we're excited to, to see what we can do against them. Yeah, and like we were talking about on Tuesday, you know, it's it's one of those things. I think our entire league, it's up in the air. I think watching what you guys are doing through social media and just seeing you at tournaments, you guys are going to be a tough squad. You've got some great guys that are excited about the sport. you got the old boys supporting. Um, you're going to be a very tough team. and I think it's so great that we have two teams from Iowa that are going to make the playoffs this year because I think it's going to be almost impossible for any team to make it out undefeated. Um, I think every team's going to have a loss this year because I I think there's so much parity and teams are working so hard, like you said, um, in the dark. And it's exciting. We can't wait to see what you guys uh, put on the field this fall. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, can't be more excited. And I can't wait to get you guys
1: over in our neck of the woods and, uh, you know, play some competitive rugby and show you a good time. Oh, yeah. dude. That's my favorite part is always the social afterwards and hanging out. So Yeah. No,
0: we, we are excited to come to town for the 7s. We're excited to come to town for for 15s on October 8th. And uh, we can't wait for you guys to show us the places to go uh, not named Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, Jake, thank you for joining us. Thank you for talking to us about the Quad City. And, Good luck this summer, and good luck going into fall. Hey, thank you guys so much.
2: I just got to say, well, uh, I don't know if I said it yet or if I said it prior, but thank you guys so much for hosting this awesome podcast. Um,
1: I'll tell you what, I'm subscribed, and I can't wait to listen to what more you guys got. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Hell yeah,
0: dude. Thanks, brother.
1: What do you think of that interview? Well, it was good. Well, Jake's a cool guy. Um, yeah, you set that one up. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, I, know, I did something. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
0: back and you're doing stuff this week. It's yeah. it's nice. It's it's really nice. But no, he's he's a really cool dude and I love his passion. I love his energy and yeah. um I'm not scared of Quad City, but uh they're doing stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. No, I uh I think that I think they're gonna be pretty decent this year. But I mean like I kind of have high hopes for like every team as weird as that sounds. Yeah. You know, like I, I want everybody to like play well and do right. well, you know, or at least again have a competitive season. So well, which like, I think we're gonna get that this year.
0: And it's one of those things too, it's like it the show obviously, like we love sharing stories. Yeah. But then at the same time, we're not just purely interviewing people and like unbiased. It's like we're still going to compete against these guys. Like I want them to have the best season they can have.
1: But we're going to beat them. Like,
0: (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, like we're competitors, but no, like they're, they're going to do great things because again, when I watched that local news clip that they shared on Facebook, yeah, Craig air, dude, these youth camps they're running. They had boys and girls of all ages. with Rugby balls in their hands. Like I was saying, if we don't start doing stuff now, Like, we're relying on the fact that our city's so big. We just get these athletes when they're in their 20s, Mm. and then we teach them rugby. They're going to have people who've been playing rugby for 10, 12 years. And then you don't have to do any of that little piddly shit because they already know what they're doing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, like, we got to get on that because it's, like, they are creating this foundation where it's, like, we can get by right now with what we're doing. But 10 years from now, when kids have been playing for 10 years and we're still, like – Hey, this guy's twenty five years old. He's athletic. Let's teach him rugby. Yeah, and then they've got guys who are twenty five years old who've been playing for fifteen and they're years <laughs> and they're athletic. We're screwed. Yeah. So, but that's the beauty of this podcast. We're learning about other people. People mm. are sharing things. It it motivates me to do more.
1: Yeah. No, like that's my favorite part. Those just you no know, getting these different perspectives and like what like other clubs are doing kind of get like a little bit of like an inside information deal where it's just like, you know, just seeing what they're doing, like what's working for them and helping them be successful. And maybe, you Mm -hmm. know, like what didn't work so much then like, yeah, like I said, hopefully that helps our club. Hopefully when other people hear that it helps their club. Like, right. And like their community is different than ours. Yeah.
0: Uh, When I think of like, it's a no brainer. Like if I do anything with youth, I would youth rugby. They're over there on, I was going to say the East coast. (laughs) In <laughs> Mississippi, <laughs> yeah. they're over on the east coast. They could go to Illinois and just focus on 15s. Yeah, there, there's they don't have like for them, it's like, do we want to do sevens and have to drive to Western Iowa, which is Des Moines for them? Uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, their view on youth rugby looks way different than us because of the resources and what's mm-hmm. around. Like, they have Chicago two and a half hours away, yeah. When Des Moines is three hours away for them, so what is what's best for them? So it'll be interesting to watch because, again, what works for them might not work for us just because of where we are and where they are on the coast.
1: Yeah, (laughs) the coast. Yeah, I mean, I would really like to see them obviously, like, like obviously keep their roots in Iowa though, like in competing like with other Iowa teams and stuff like that because it's Mm -hmm. obviously good for our state as well. Right, compared to having them go somewhere else. But I mean, they use the term,
0: you know. Quad City Irish, that allows them because two of those cities are in Illinois. Yeah,
1: Illinois. Well, yeah,
0: like it gives them the flexibility. They're not they're not bound to one area. Well, I'm I mean, sure some of those guys that are on the team might live in Illinois.
1: I you know, it. yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, especially in like northeast Iowa, they probably have guys from like Minnesota, what? Wisconsin. All oh right. yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's been a few. Oh yeah, and so with that being said, with youth 15s, this past weekend, this was really cool. The Iowa. High school selects rugby team that Casey Hansen took down to Bloodfest Sevens and Lakefront. Mm. He teamed up with Brent Nelson and in Waverly, they held the first ever 15s match for these boys. Yeah. So it was the Iowa Youth Rugby Association, Select side, uh Casey and Brent, and I think Joe Randall helped out. A lot of the Bremer guys helped out because it was at Bremer's pitch in Waverly. They hosted the East Side Banshees Academy. So in Minnesota, you have the East Side Banshees. In Minnesota, high school rugby, high school 15s is huge. Yeah. They do 15s. And the East Side Banshees are like, you know what? Let's make our own academy team. And Casey was like, hey, we will host your boys. Bring them down to Waverly. Let's play a 15s match. And so this match was the first time ever for every single kid in the state of Iowa to ever play 15s. Yeah they lost 45 to 31 but as casey said rugby won hmm. so even though the iowa team they they put up a good fight 45 31 high scoring game you expect that from two sides that you know the east side kids in minneapolis they play 15s they understand the game yeah. but the iowa boys they got a chip on their shoulder they're athletic they know how to play sevens they held their own. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, for not having any 15s experience, that's huge. Yeah. And it, they didn't even have all their guys from across the state. A lot Mm -hmm. of them were from the Eastern side and, and from what I heard, good things happened. And now these kids have a base foundation of knowledge to go play in college. And also they played a damn good side. That Academy, it had kids from multiple high schools. It wasn't just one high school. So that was also like a select side team and, and they did really well. So Love to see what they're doing. Love to see more 15s. And like we talked about with Casey, it wasn't just like, a, you know, we're only going to do this if we have an awesome schedule and and go to the, all these tournaments. No, they're starting small. Let's do a friendly. And I think they said they have one more scheduled uh, coming up soon. And the fact that they did it on Iowa soil, I think that's huge. Yeah. So hats off to Casey Hansen and Brett Nelson. And like I said, I think I saw Joe Randall was refereeing in a, nola
1: gold singlet so (laughs) nice that's cool yeah i i love to see that though and like we did talk to casey about a little bit like just getting these guys like a little bit of a taste of 15s right before they go to college too like Mm -hmm. for some of them because some of these guys are going to play college rugby and have never played 15s before it's like having a little bit of experience with that just so you know they know what they're getting into is going to be huge for them yeah
0: and then for those kids who come back and play sevens again like they can see how the skills of rugby transfer from sevens to 15s yeah. and back and forth. And then some of these guys may not play in college, and they may just be men's players. Yeah, you know, they may play for a senior club. They may play for Bremer. You know, they're on that pitch. They're making those connections. So, uh, hats off to those guys. We're seeing it happen. You know, yeah. growth is happening. Uh, they didn't get the win. But they're on the right path yeah. and love to see it. And speaking of, you know, some cool things with youth rugby, we talked about last week, the USA had three men's age grade teams that went to Amsterdam and Netherlands or Amsterdam is in the Netherlands, Netherlands. right? Amsterdam, Netherlands. Wait, is it Amsterdam in Germany? No, it's in the Netherlands. Is it really? oof we're going to sound stupid <laughs> i know as hell you look that up <laughs> while i talk about uh, this jamie pull that up so <laughs> give it a goo. give it a go uh the usa u18s the u20s and the u23 all three of those select side teams they won their matches in amsterdam netherlands yeah i'm the idiot it is the netherlands
1: yeah <laughs> Haven't you seen... Sorry, I'm not a geologist. But well, you've, <laughs> you've seen, seen, the seen the movie Trip, yeah, and yeah. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And you they... didn't get the South Park reference there. A geologist, Mr. I'm good at geology. Yeah, yeah. It's... yeah never mind. I missed that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry.
0: Randy Marsh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But anyways, uh, the U18s, they beat the Netherlands 31-23 in a back-and-forth game. And then the U20s, they torched a pretty tough Belgium team 55 to 7. And then the U23s battled to a 22 20 win over Brussels' development, developmental side. Uh, yeah. So. Didn't we have an Iowa guy that was on the U23 side? Cedar Rapids guy. Yeah, Cedar Rapids Tavius, guy. Yeah, yeah Tavius. Uh, Hobby wanted us to give a shout out. Oh, to yeah, Tavius. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, shout out to him on the U23 side. Awesome job. Um, I'm getting all this information from the Goff Rugby Report. If you don't follow Goff Rugby on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, whatever, he has great reporting does, yeah. for select sides and also the college teams. So give Goff Rugby Report a follow. That's where I'm getting this information.
1: Do you see the one he put out after the uh, Collision Shield? He had like a little like write-up for like yeah. every like individual player, which was really cool to see. And he talked about so Caleb, Caleb. Yeah. And he
0: actually talked about how Caleb was – one of those guys he was like, Oh, you yeah. gotta look for like when you have these D2 small college guys, look for those presidents and the admin guys because they will be an asset not only on the field but off the field. And he was mm-hmm. like, if he doesn't get picked up by an MLR team, the
1: Chicago Lions, look for the Griffins, Chicago Lions yeah. or
0: the Griffins, look for a D1 club to pick him up. Why not the Wombats? Come on, like <laughs> right? we could pick him up. I don't know. Let's have him on. Let's let's talk to him about what his plans are. Maybe yeah. he's holding that close to the chest. Maybe we gotta wait till after the uh, the, the draft. But it was cool to see. Like,
1: no, it was really yeah. It's like like I was actually like reading through like quite a few of them, just like getting his perspective on yeah. it. It was it was pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: and like reading
1: through too, I was just like, oh god, they would help the wombats. And it's like, <laughs> right. oh wait, we we don't have a
0: salary cap because we don't have a salary. Uh,
1: uh we'll we'll work on it. Yeah,
0: we need to find jobs for people. We'll, we'll get you a job. And then they could live on your couch for free.
1: Yeah, that's a hide of bed, but whatever.
0: <laughs> no, he just sleeps in bed with you and your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the foot of the bed. But no, I, that's where I get a lot of my information for the college yeah. and the uh you know select side information is from Goth Rugby Report. He's a good dude. Yep. Give him a follow. Uh that's dude, where I got this information. Dude, we've been getting
1: info from him for like almost a decade.
0: I'm not gonna lie. When we when I played for you and I, yeah. And we went to D2 and he put us in the top. Like we were ranked at one point top five in the country. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out there. I think a big reason like we got ranked that high was because we were just tweeting at him constantly. And we, <laughs> would, we would write up these match reports that were just so detailed. And I think it was one of those things where he was like, oh, this club must be good because I'm seeing reports about them, but there were reports we wrote about ourselves because we were trying to grow awareness. Yeah. Um, and then we played Duluth
1: and then oh, yeah, that lost was by like 50. Yeah, I think he had us, yeah, ranked year five or six, and it's like, oh, that's cool. And then like literally that next week we got shit stopped by Duluth. That sucked.
0: Yeah, because Duluth was like, oh, they're ranked twelve because like we don't know much about Duluth. It was right before they won their three national titles in a row. And we were in the top five because we kept talking about how tough our league was. And then Duluth just whooped us. And then they go on to win three national <sighs> titles. And but yeah, golf rugby, good dude. Yeah. And uh yeah, you can find him all over the place. I think I met him in person at one of the, the rugby weekends in Chicago. And I actually oh, talked yeah. to him. Like during like the USA thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when USA was playing against the Maoris, I walked by him and like I, I recognized him, like, hey, you're you're Alex Goff, and and I was like, I go to Northern Iowa and he's like, I know you guys, and I was just like, Oh my god, this is so cool. Yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah. Small world. That's rugby though. Yeah. Everything's small. And then also not only did the age-grade teams, but the national team, USA, they ended up winning last weekend against Chile, the Chilean team, by one point. Uh, final score was 22-21. to 21. Wow. Yeah. The lights went out in the stadium at one point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, an interesting match. And basically, this is one of the test matches where if USA wants to be in the World Cup, the next one coming up, they they need to win these matches. A little little scary that we were only able to beat Chile by one point. The way she goes, yeah. uh, it happens. Yeah. Thoughts on that, Phil? Uh, not really. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, didn't is, I didn't have a chance to watch the match. Yeah, I didn't either. Obviously, busy weekend. So, yeah. So pretty, pretty interesting stuff. You know, pretty interesting stuff from Jake today. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I mean, we got Capital City 7s tomorrow on the Iowa 7 series. Yeah, um, I mean, that'll
1: that'll be an interesting one. I'm, I'm curious to see how many more Iowa teams are going to be there because yeah, I know we were doing the Iowa 7 series, but I feel like the only teams I've really seen around are like us, Des Moines, Bremer, and then Iowa City. But Iowa, Iowa City s-
0: hosted that one. Iowa
1: City hosted the one, yeah. So Quad the-
0: Cities come around. Yeah. Mason City was at Toys for Tots.
1: Yeah, well Quad City, yeah, Quad City, Mason City were at Toys for Tots, but like those yeah. were that was obviously a non-Iowa 7 Series yeah. tournament. So.
0: Yeah. so hopefully we see more teams. Hopefully uh, it's a good time tomorrow.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be fun. It always is. Yeah. Um, with that being said, you got something funny? Oof.
0: I don't but well, you were gonna pull your phone. Out I was. I was gonna stuff. try to Google something. Oh, you're funny. do it real quick. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. How about you just give a piece of advice or uh, or something? Piece of advice. I don't know. We need. We we are gonna end up doing. I didn't. Pre, I didn't prep you this week. But Jeremy Newman had an awesome idea, and I think. Oh, this my is, top fives or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Philly V's top five, and the five is it's a, a V B. Yeah, that's a funny. numeral. And then you're just gonna list off our top. Five. So let's actually do this. Uh we're gonna do a test run. This is the pilot for this segment, Philly V's Top Five. And the five is a Roman numeral five, the letter V. Yeah, just
1: picture in your head.
0: Philly V. So Philly V's top five. Top five fast food restaurants.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Five to one. Five to one. Um this is gonna number five. I would probably have to say Chick-fil-A. Okay. Love Chick-fil-A. Why?
0: Because you're (laughs) (laughs) homophobic. Cut that. (laughs) Cut that. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So you support their uh, anti gay agenda. I
1: don't like that portion, but I just like the chicken sandwich. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Their lemonade's really good too. (laughs) Um, Jersey Mike's would probably be number four. You had Jersey Mike's before? No, but this segment's going off swimmingly.
0: Yeah. No, but I've always wanted. I like I like good Italian sandwiches, dude. It's so good.
1: Better than Jimmy John's. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Um, number three, probably like Pepper Jacks. Okay. Even yeah, no, I like, I like Pepper a, Jacks. Yeah. You know, look at me. You think I haven't had <laughs> Pepper Jacks? I love yeah, cheese yeah, yeah. Philly cheese Philly B. Yeah.
0: Philly cheese.
1: Uh, number two. Oh, man. That's hard. Maybe I should have put, like, Jersey Mike's at number two. I don't know. Well, it's too late. Set, it is. This is
0: set in stone. Who's number two? Do you have your number one right now? No.
1: <laughs> I'm still thinking on that one. I'm trying to think of which which one I go to the most.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean. So, let's, like, if we open the
0: passenger seat of your car door. <gasps> with wow, the fast food wrappers on the high, floor. I'd
1: be fast and fresh. That's what it is. Gas station diet. <laughs> uh... I don't know. I would say like number two would be like something like a pita pit. I really? Like, yeah, they still have pita pits around yeah, here? yeah. Yeah. There's one down the street from my house. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. I haven't had that since living in Cedar Falls. Yeah. Dude, I love pita pit. It's so good. Um, And then I guess number one, I guess maybe it's like my number one currently, but it's like, do you know, like is it Capriotti, Capriotti. Is that how you say that? I it's haven't... like an Italian sandwich place. What? Dude, it's, it's in West Des Moines. It's actually not that far from your house. It's a fast food place. I mean, I would, I would consider it fast food. It's a sandwich shop, but it's like, okay. it's a franchise though. Okay. So like, but they do like uh, they have like a Thanksgiving style, like sub. So it's got like turkey, turkey gravy, great, mashed potatoes. Well, it doesn't have mashed potatoes. It's got like stuffing and like cranberry sauce and stuff. Okay. And they got like this slobby Joe where it's like roast beef and like coleslaw. Like you put coleslaw on a sandwich, dude, it's, I don't care what it is. It's so good. I hate coleslaw. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I don't know if. Well, I mean, that's not all they do, but they have, like, <laughs> Philly steaks and stuff. Like, Okay. You have to go check it out sometime. It's good.
0: Okay. I'll give it a go. So, um that's Philly V's top five fast <laughs> yeah, food restaurants. Yeah. Maybe next time a little bit more prep. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. have a better list. I think that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and, like, I will give your list a solid C-. Not great. Not great? Okay. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's – I just – I think I could have probably moved it around a little bit. I was just trying to think of places that I actually, like, eat at. I don't
0: know. Like, I'm thinking, like, there's no Panda Express. Uh, you could have had, like, a standby of, like, you know, like, like, something that's, like... Panda, though, really? You don't like Panda Express? I like Panda, but I want to put it in my top five. Or, like, a, or what about, like, Taco John or Taco Bell? Like oh, hell that?
1: no. What? No, dude. Oh, my God. I know. No, like, McDonald's just has, like, a oh, simple... No. Dude, I did plumbing in the McDonald's. I haven't touched it in like years. Yeah, we shouldn't talk about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Now I'm quite... Or, you know, you miss the number one of all time. I might go there right after this.
1: I'm curious. We got the meats, Arby's. Oh, I do love Arby's. Dude, it's just down the street from your house. I'm going (laughs) to go there actually after this.
0: Dude, I can drop 20 bucks at Narby's. I mean, it kind of makes sense now, but. uh, Dude, let's hop in my car let's go right now. People say all the time, I see on Instagram, they're like, I always see the meme of like, who are the people who keep this place in business? And it's like, me, (laughs) me. And w AW Long John Silver's (laughs) the one who kills me. It's like, who eats there still? (laughs) I do. I want a root beer float and 12 hush puppies and (laughs) some jumbo shrimp. (laughs) And a jumbo shrimp. Oh. and then there's a shirt, and I want this shirt so bad. I think I sent it to you on Instagram once, and it says, I'm not afraid of hell. I've eaten at Arby's. And it's a <laughs> picture. It's a black shirt with a picture of Arby's and flames behind it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, now i got to go get myself some buffalo chicken sliders. So did oh, do the sliders? <sighs> yeah, I'm telling
0: you. Let's get in my car and let's go. They have the Wagyu burgers now, and they're Ooh. they're actually pretty. It's not real Wagyu, but well, obviously, it's good. So did that, is Arby's in your top five? Who are we taking out? Homophobic Chick-fil-A? I guess so. Okay. <laughs> I know. Oh. And we're back. First time we do this segment, you almost get us shut down. <laughs> Arby's has sneaked into the top five. Chick-fil-A beat it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Javi, send us out. He's still not here. Javi, come back. I think maybe the next episode, we should just have him talk for the first 20 minutes. Like he'll open the episode and he just talks for 20 minutes. Yeah. Does that sound
1: good? That sounds good to me. We just, and we don't jump in. We just have him go. Not give him a rundown He doesn't even. Don't give him a rundown sheet or anything. Just tell him to talk. Just be like, (laughs) what?
0: How you been the last four weeks? And then also too, he doesn't even listen to the episodes. So he won't even know this is coming. And we just hit record and we just see where it goes. Sound good? That sounds good to me. All right, let's play that music.